welcome back to The Missing Piece, everybody. Today, I'm going to share with you maybe my most annoying trait, and I'm not doing it because I want to bother you. I'm not doing it because I want to annoy you. I'm doing it because I think it might just help you a little bit. And my annoying trait, maybe I have more than one, but this particular one I'm talking about today is that I am super mindful of how I use words. And that might not seem like a big deal, but it is if you're interacting with me, if you're my friend or you're my client and we're having a conversation and something isn't worded in a way that I feel serves me or serves you, I can't just go with the flow. You know, even if I understand what you're saying, I might, I might say something like, yeah, you know, I see what you're saying, but I would consider wording it this way. Or, you know, maybe I'll be like, hey, dude, I would just be careful with that word or that phrase because, you know, the words that we say have a major impact on our lives. And so, you know, just like for a quick example, a lot of people who talk to myself or talk to my wife, Angie, they're like, they, they see us and like, wow, you're so disciplined. You must have so much willpower. I don't have the willpower that you have to work out and eat right. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't have willpower or discipline. Like this isn't hard to me. This isn't hard for me. And the reason I say that is because to imply that working out or eating right and living the life that I live requires so much discipline and so much willpower, what it implies is that I don't enjoy my day-to-day life. It implies that I'd rather be doing something else and I am sort of white knuckling my way through and struggling and fighting myself all the way. And and that's just simply not true. That's not how I feel about it. And so I, I don't want to take on that belief that, oh, this is it, ta- it requires willpower <laughs> to get myself to the gym. And I don't want other people to have that belief either because that's not going to serve them if they're looking to make a change and get into shape and that stuff. And they still believe that, you know, they just don't have the willpower to do it. And so you know, why am I so annoying about this language? It's because I believe that the words that we use are this two-way street. You know, on the one way, they display, they put on display for everybody to see how we perceive the world, our perceptions, our beliefs. They show up, they really show up, our perceptions, our beliefs show up in our language. But the other side of that or the other direction of that street is they also shape and reinforce our internal, internally, like what we perceive of the world. And how we perceive the world or sort of our underlying beliefs of how the world works has a massive influence on our entire life. And here's what I mean by that. This is a basic equation that I teach most of the people I work with. And we have to start at the beginning, which is most adults, if you, if you agree with this statement, like you, you probably agree with the statement because you're here and we talk massively, you know, at least underlying theme is personal responsibility. So if you have any sort of personal responsibility, you would agree that your behaviors mostly dictate your outcomes or at least have a high influence on your outcomes. You know, yeah, some stuff in life is random, but let's just say the outcome you wanted was to be jacked. We could agree that your behaviors are going to play a large part in that. Are you getting to the gym four times a week? Are you eating enough protein? Are you staying in a calorie balance, et cetera, et cetera. Like you would agree with that. Cool. So the outcome we're looking for is to get jacked and the behaviors that lead to that outcome or let's say going to the gym four times a week, eating you know one gram per pound of body weight and protein, drinking 150 ounces of water, staying in a calorie balance. Those are the behaviors. But here's the thing. To really have that outcome, you have to influence your behavior change over time. It has to be long-term. 
It's not just, you can't just do that for one day and be jacked. It has to be, you know, over and over and over again. So how we perceive those behaviors or what we believe to be true about those behaviors is actually at the top of the food chain there in terms of dictating our outcome. So going back to my example from before, if I believe that you have to be obsessed with fitness, that it has to take over your whole life, that you have to live a life of restriction and like have all this willpower and white knuckle your way through. If I believe that, it's going to be really hard for me to want to change my behaviors long-term enough to actually have that outcome. I'm going to be so turned off by that. However, if I believe like, man, how exciting is it that I can influence the way that my body looks? If I believe that, yeah, dude, good stewardship of the gifts and physical abilities that I've been given means that I take care of my body, well, that changes my behavior. Or I'm sorry, my, that perception of my behavior makes it easier to execute. It makes it easier to have that outcome. If, if my perception is that having this outcome will make my life better, if I have this perception that these behaviors are in alignment with who I believe myself to be and what my core values are, it makes it way easier to stick to them long term. So yes, the behaviors determine the outcome, but whether or not we actually execute the behaviors consistently comes down to our perceptions. How do we perceive? What do we believe about these things? And so that's that's why I'm so annoying, or yeah, that's why I'm so annoying <laughs> is the word about, I want to be really precise with my words when, when possible, you know, and I want to give you a specific case study today. Yeah, about one specific phrase, and you could even consider it a warning because this specific phrase will destroy your life if you're using it. And that may seem dramatic, which, you know, to be honest, I don't really have a flair for the dramatic, but it's true. It's true. If you use this phrase, you are actively harming yourself. And the phrase that I'm talking about is, it must be nice. Do you know anybody who's, who uses this phrase? Like anytime they hear about something good happening in somebody else's life, you know, they're like, oh, it must be nice. Oh, that this person, hey, they went on this cool vacation. Oh, it must be nice to have the the funds to get away. Oh, this person, you know, bought a new house. Oh, it must be nice to be able to live in that neighborhood. You know, and, and we see this in the fitness world too, because a lot of times our, our clients, one of the things that they struggle with is that when they are changing their identities, the people around them kind of resist that. And so what happens is people start making time for themselves. Our clients start making time for themselves. They're, you know, paying attention to what they eat. They're making time to go to their gym. And their friends who are a little bit triggered by this will say something like, man, it must be nice to have that time to work out. It must be nice to be able to meal prep and not have to worry about, you know, blah, 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 feeding little kids or whatever their excuses are like, it must be nice to have that. And I'm here to tell you, going back to the original sort of part that I was saying, why am I so precise with my words? Because you are putting your beliefs on display. And when you say that phrase, it must be nice. This is what you're telling me you believe. You know, you're telling me you believe that person can have whatever that thing is and not you. You're telling me that, you know, behavior isn't associated with the outcome, only luck. It must be nice to have that time to work out. So what you're saying is, oh, I don't, like, what you're saying is I don't have control of my schedule. That person's just lucky enough to have an extra hour in the day. I can never have that. And if only luck is attached to an outcome, well, shit, then I actually have no control over my own life, do I? I just need to sit around and wait for good luck. And in the meantime, I'll just sit here in my pity party having bad luck. If you believe that, if you believe that, man, I have no control over my own time, I, which means I have no control of my own life, by the way. 
and that getting what you want comes down purely to luck, then there's no motivation for you to ever try in life. This belief will keep you a prisoner because this belief, oh, it must be nice to have an hour to work out. If you follow that to to its logical conclusion, what that saying is, I have no agency. I have no agency. I have no control of my schedule. I am not free to make choices for myself about how I spend my time. It is a place of resignation and it is a place of victimhood. And so by speaking that phrase, you are not only telling the world and yourself that you don't believe you are in control of your own actions, that you don't have agency over your own life. You are also reinforcing that belief to yourself. You are perceiving it to be true. And you are ensuring that you are never able to alter your own behaviors, that you are never able to influence the direction of your life. Because with that one simple phrase, you are reinforcing the belief that you are not in control of your own actions. You are not in control of your own behaviors. So how do we break that spell? How do we break the spell? Well, I mean, first of all, remember it's a two-way street, you know? So the first direction was the words display. They put on display and they reinforce your belief. So let's start with changing our beliefs first, right? So one direction of the street is, hey, it's kind of showing the world and showing yourself what you believe. And the second direction is reinforcing it. So let's just start by changing our beliefs. So as far as changing beliefs goes, you have to stair step into it. You can't just be like, oh, I, you know, I'm broke, but I believe I can be a billionaire and I'm just going to start behaving like a, like, no, dude, that ain't how it fucking works. You have to take a little step in faith first, but you have to set your sights on sort of the biggest, most audacious belief you can come up with, but that you actually believe you can wrap your head around. You have to come up with the biggest goal, let's just call it, that you believe you can actually accomplish. Like doing this thing might stretch me, but I can do it. And here's an example, you know, and this is, uh, this is a, an example too, because it's, I like talking about it because I feel like it's where the fitness industry gets things wrong a lot of time. And that is, most of the fitness industry, they talk about, this is a lifestyle, man. This isn't, you know, this isn't a 30 day challenge. Like you got to do this shit for the rest of your life. And that's, that's cool. I mean, that, that's technically that's true, but that doesn't mean that it's useful. That doesn't mean that it's useful because for somebody who's never worked out before, who's never followed any sort of structure in their nutrition program, just being like, Hey, do I believe I could do all this shit for the rest of my life? They're like, no, I don't believe that. That is too audacious for me to actually believe that. But what if we said, hey, dude, can you, can you knock out 12 workouts in a month over the next 30-day period? Can you knock out 12 workouts? Can you go for a 20-minute walk on days that you're not working out? And can you drink 120 ounces of water a day? I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, that would be a change. That would require me to think about, rearrange my schedule a little bit, to, to be proactive about some things. But I believe I can do that. And so... Cool. You can take that first step. At the very least, you can take that first step. And by taking that first step, the belief gets reinforced. You're like, okay, I did one workout. Now I can do two. And now I did a week's worth of workouts. I'll work out next week. And at the end of 30 days, you're like, you know what? I did work out for 30 days. Like I did, you know, three times a week for for four weeks. Awesome. And you're like, maybe I'm still not seeing this as, oh, this is just me for the rest of my life. But at the very least, you believe you can keep it going. And so you keep taking steps based on your belief. And with the next step you take, each step is giving you more belief and reinforcing more belief. 
And this, this is a good thing. So it's like, you, you have to start with like a little bit of belief. You have to take a, a little step of faith and that step of faith reinforces you. It makes you bold enough to take another step, perhaps a slightly bigger step. And then that reinforces your belief. And so then you could take a slightly bigger step and so forth and so on. And so, and so that's the way you would stair step into changing your beliefs. And over time, your beliefs change. So, so beliefs sort of work in tandem with action. You have to believe a little bit first. You have to believe enough to at least take it a step. And then once you take a step, your beliefs expand, which, in, which enables you to take the next step and so forth. So beliefs and actions go, go hand in hand. And over time, your, your beliefs just change a little bit over time. But over time, if you continue on the path, your beliefs can change pretty radically about what you think is possible, what you think you're capable of, all that good stuff. So now that your beliefs are changing, that's one direction the street. The other step is, or the next step is to change your language. And honestly, your language will naturally start to change as your beliefs change, which is good, which is good, right? Because if you just believe yourself to be, oh, I'm so fucking busy. I got so much going on. It must be nice that so-and-so can work out three times a week. And then, you know, you start making time for yourself to work out three times a week. Your your language is naturally going to change. You're not going to say it must be nice anymore because you've gotten a little bit of taste of what that, you know, personal responsibility tastes like. You're like, oh, yeah. Good for them for covering out that an hour of their day or whatever. Like your, your, your belief will naturally change there. But then when you see somebody, you know, we're just going to stick with this example of it must be nice. When you see somebody doing something crazy that you don't believe anymore, like too big, like those old habits, that old identity will creep in a little bit and they'll slip out in your language. You know what I mean? So then the person, you know, they do whatever, right? They, you, you know, you're like, oh, I believe I can work out three times a week. And then that, and then you see somebody who runs a marathon and you're like, bro, I, I don't have six hours a week to train. It must be nice to have that kind of time. Boom. But at least you can identify that language now. You'd be like, oh, that was the old me. And I know that those words are going to work against me. So, so just being aware of your language patterns and recognize when those patterns contradict your new beliefs. And then you got to come up with a substitute. So when I talk about, oh, it must be nice. <sighs> Here's what I say instead, because you know I've done this shit too, man. I've been a victim. I've been a martyr. Like, oh man, must be nice to be blah blah blah, and all this shit. And anybody who is achieving more than me in any domain, because what it does is it lets you off the hook, right? It lets you off the hook for being in charge. It's not your fault that somebody else is doing better than you, and that's cool. It feels good in the moment to be let off the hook, but then you can never change anything because you also have given away responsibility. So I, I, I myself went through this and I changed this pattern. When I see somebody kick an ass, I just go, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's true. It's awesome that they're doing it. I'm happy for them. And also I'm not, even if they're achieving at a level, I'm not hundred percent sure I could achieve that. I'm not denying myself either. I'm neutral about what my capabilities of believing it, but I am genuinely happy for that. So, so when people are kicking ass rather than be like, man, it must be nice. I'm like, that's awesome. And then if I'm having trouble believing I can get there, I can throw in, I'd like to be on that level one day, which is just confirming that like, you know, it is within my control, it is within my control to continue to kick ass and and potentially, you know, get on that person's level one day. So it's like just coming up with these little substitutes that are empowering you rather than reinforcing bits of your old, old identity or beliefs that don't serve you. So to sort of summarize here, it's like our perception of the world of the world it informs our behaviors our perception of the world our beliefs about the way the world works it informs our behaviors and what we do our behaviors heavily influence our outcomes 
when I say heavily influenced, it's because, yeah, dude, random shit happens in the world all the time. We don't have 100% control. But if we are consistently behaving in a way that we know will get us what we want, we will heavily influence our outcomes and likely get what we want most often. So our perception or a belief informs these behaviors. The behaviors influence our outcomes. And our language then can be used as a window into our own soul or other or, or the soul of others to uncover beliefs and perceptions that could be holding us back. So it's like a little check engine light. And our words can reinforce our belief. So let's just make sure that our words are reinforcing beliefs that we are consciously choosing, beliefs that serve us rather than reinforcing unhelpful patterns that are working against us and that we're probably picked up unconsciously anyway. You know, so it's just about being proactive about how I'm going to see, how I'm going to perceive the world, what I'm going to believe to be true about the way the world works and continuing to look at, does this belief serve me? And if it does not, how can I change that belief? And how can I use my language as a little check engine light just to, to uncover some of these beliefs? Now, this, a lot of times people are like, man, what does that have to do with fitness? It has everything to do with fitness. But it has everything to do with any time because let me back it up here. Fitness, yes, it's there's some X's and O's involved. There's some tactical, strategic stuff we have to teach you. There's skills you have to learn. You have to learn about nutrition. You have to learn how to lift. All that good stuff, right? But the reason I got into this is because at the end of the day, you have to execute all that tactical stuff. Meaning, you have to change your behaviors over time. And if you want long term sustainable behavior change, you cannot hold a belief or you cannot perceive that behavior to be impossible or hard or require willpower or require a grind as like my other business owners. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking grind. I don't grind. You know why? Because you'll burn out. So even, even when I have a quote unquote high output, I don't use the word grind. So how we perceive a specific behavior determines the sustainability of that behavior. And our ability to consistently execute something over time is what is going to determine our outcomes. If this landed with you, I would, well, connect with me in, you know, there's a number of ways to do it. I'm most active on Instagram right now. So you can find all my stuff at thegoodshit.info, thegoodshit.info. Go over there. You can subscribe to my Substack, which is kind of like a blog. My socials are up there. And, uh, you know, just connect, shoot me a message over on the gram and just let me know. You know, A, what landed with you, B, if you have any questions, and C, if there's anything you want to hear more of in the future. I'd love to uh, hear from you and uh, kind of keep the conversation going offline. We'll talk to you soon. 